Welcome to The Habit Queen. My name is Anya Perry. I'm a coach for women entrepreneurs and high achievers. My goal is to help you thrive in the most important areas of your life, your health, wellness, and mindset, so you can finally get the healthy and fulfilled life you desire. If you're ready to build simple, rock-solid habits, get in charge of your health, unleash the power of your mindset, and reach your fullest potential, you've come to the right place. Tune in, and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need in order to become the healthiest, happiest, and limitless version of you. Thank you so much for joining, and let's begin. Hey there, today I want to bring up a topic that I often get a question about in the DMs as the habit queen, as the person who has her routines and rituals figured out. I'm pretty I'm pretty steady with my routines and rituals, but I get this question a lot since all of us see how commercialized self-care dominating the market and minds and media resources and sources it's hard it's often hard i find it often hard for women to find something that works on our deeper more intentional level and i was thinking i was walking my dogs this morning and i was thinking I don't mind the commercialized self-care such as bubble baths and manicures and pedicures and getting a massage. The problem I have with it, and they, they work really well, right? You're pampering, you're focusing on self, you're giving yourself a little bit of love, you're caring for yourself, and you are getting a result of more rejuvenated, revitalized body and mind. What happens often, those those things usually affect your body more than mind and soul. And I'm a true believer in this natural, holistic connection between the three. Your body and mind and soul need to be all aligned and taken care of. And there are certain things you can do every single day and you're doing them already and you can improve that I consider being self-care, such as eating nutrient-dense foods, sleeping eight, nine, nine hours a day, if you're a new mom and you, if you're hearing those numbers, I know I feel for you. Not everybody can afford so much sleep, but just focusing on good quality sleep is important. Movement, right? Movement is something that we don't think about self-care. So those top three for me are non-negotiables and they are intentional. But today I want to talk about five intentional self-care tools I use daily. This is the question I get. Did I get to the point? No, I didn't. What can I use for intentional self-care? What can I do daily to feel like I'm grounded, to feel like I'm centered and I'm feeling loved and I feel like I'm making progress on my journey aside from making progress in my career or my relationship or with my kids? So these are the self-care tools I use daily. I'm going to dive straight into sharing them. And the reason I love them daily, because they don't take a lot of time at all. Most of them take two, three, five, maximum 10 minutes. I don't have an extensive morning routine anymore. Things vary for me. But these are really, really, really good tools. Maybe you heard of some of them. Maybe you haven't. I'm sure you heard of about a few. But I'm going to share how and what I do. And you can hear my voice cracking because I've been talking so much this week in coaching and recording. And I'm going to finish this. I'm going to stop talking for a while. So five intentional self-care tools I use daily. 
The first one is not going to surprise you because you can hear about it more and more frequently. There is such thing as breath work and breathing is a phenomenal tool is that is available to you at all times. It's right there because you wouldn't be alive. It's right there because it's a built-in mechanism for us to de-stress. It's right there for us to oxygen oxygenate our body to get that dopamine hit on the walk or during the workout. And it encompasses so many systems. And you would be surprised how often I get people on a call or clients on a call and they talk to me like they're out of breath right? The anxiety kicks in and we forget about this tool. So breathing is an incredible tool, whether you meditate or you don't. When you meditate, you will need to breathe. You probably know this. I personally don't meditate often, but I find other ways to focus on the breath, especially when I, if I can't fall asleep, which almost never happens. And if I feel anxiety or overwhelm coming up for me, I do box breathing. I truly love it. I'm going to describe what it is. And when things get busy and when you move, you often forget. And we are dirty mouth breathers. We forget the power of breathing and oxygenating our body through our noses. So if you catch yourself breathing through your mouth, I encourage you to start thinking about it. So box breathing is really powerful because it's super simple. It's taking your breath in for four counts, holding it steady. It's like drawing a box, right? You're going up, holding it for four counts, then releasing your breath, exhaling for four counts and holding your breath, basically not doing anything for four counts. And you can do it fairly slowly. If you're struggling, not having enough air, you can increase the time and it's an incredible powerful tool to even fall asleep when you're struggling to slow down your breath to relax so i'm a big fan i'm glad i am because i would not be alive if i wasn't of breathing and today i encourage you to think about the power of your breath how short or shallow your breath is and what you can do to start taking deeper breaths another way is if you don't meditate my meditation is my walk, morning walk with my dogs. I breathe on my walk. I focus on, okay, no mouth breathing, only through your nose and taking deep breaths and looking around. The second tool is probably going to be the most surprising one for you because not many people know about it. Now it's becoming more popular in the last two years. I've been doing it for two years on and off and it's becoming more of a daily thing for me in the last few, few months for sure because I miss it when I don't do it. It's face yoga. Face yoga is, it's like a workout for your face. And it's a very gentle practice. I'll tag one of my favorite accounts, the lady I learned from, her name is Karin. And I've learned face yoga as a tool to get my face in shape because I'm not 20 anymore. And it's also, and I don't plan on doing any Botox. I don't want any chemicals in your body. No judgment if you do Botox. I have been doing face yoga that not only lifts your body and stops aging, it also makes 42 muscles of your face move. Aside from regular smiling or grimacing, we don't do many movements with our face. We do it with our body. So face yoga works like an exercise for your face. You do it for 30 seconds. You do a set of specific exercises to work on part of your face and then switch it up to a different part. 
I love it so much because it's meditative. You're breathing, you're putting fingers on your face and holding muscles and creating resistance in different places. And it's fun. You're making really cute, funny faces. So I'm a big, big, big fan of face yoga. The number three tool that I have for you today is taking pauses in between the tasks. And while you do them, because breaks are important, if you're a high achiever, you probably don't take them enough, I encourage you to start taking them. But doing something in those pauses, something fun. I use a Denerol. It's one of the chiropractor tools that helps your neck pressure. If you have neck pain or headaches, I use Denerol. It's a tool you put on the ground and roll your neck on it, lay on top of it to create some pressure points, trigger points. I use Theragun as an athlete. Theragun is a massage gun that releases the soreness from your body. It's basically like a massage, getting a massage. And I do fill those breaks with physical things to help my body. Sometimes I'll, I'll go and put myself in a handstand and stay there for a minute, sometimes too. I'll use a quartz facial roller. I'll use massage balls. There are such things as massage balls. Google it. Trust me, they are amazing to release pressure from your body. Sometimes I'll just go grab a cup of tea and sit outside, soaking up the sunshine, five, 10 minutes, and filling in those pauses with tiny self-care methods that rejuvenate your body, give you a mental break, and also allow you a chance to connect with your emotions. Tool number four is related to temperatures and water. Water. (laughs) Yes, I'm known for taking cold showers in the summer. I'm still a chicken when it comes to winter, but I don't mind an occasional dip dip in the lake when it's cold. And hot showers are good too, because they release that fatigue and pressure and soothe you. So water generally all-encompassing, it's really good for your body to dive in, whether you like swimming, taking baths, taking showers, cold, hot, you name it. And embracing that as a way of, again, washing your emotions away, washing the fatigue away, connecting your body, mind, and soul. Super simple, right? We got to take showers and take care of our hygiene every day. So that one is one of my favorites as well. The fifth and final self-care tool I use daily. In between tasks, sometimes I pause something, sometimes I do more of it in the morning, more of it in the night. Doing mental exercises that help me get in touch with my emotions, keep myself in check and only control what I can control. And they are different. I have an extensive tool belt and I pull one out on the day when I need it. So there are so many different things you can use. You can, some people love journaling. I'm a sporadic journaler personally. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Writing down gratitude notes. Some people struggle with it, but if you are struggling with it, my biggest recommendation is to focus on your experiences and on human connections, being grateful for someone and being grateful for experiences because otherwise you'll be like, well, I'm grateful for my cup of coffee and bored without writing that down every single day. It gets old and you don't feel it as much. Feeling is really important when doing gratitude. So another mental exercise is taking foreign language lessons. I love learning and I love giving myself that boost mentally. Sometimes it's really good to catch up with an old friend and do this idea dump. We often get on the phone with my business besties and we just mastermind. And there are other mental exercises you can do, just doing a puzzle, reading. It's an easy one. Many people love it. Sometimes 
being bored and allowing your thoughts flow and sitting there with them, just plain good old thinking. Well, I hope I surprised you at least with one or two self-care intentional tools. They are all intentional. They're all not taking a lot of time. They're all connecting your body, your emotions, your soul, your mind all together. And that makes them so powerful because they don't take a lot of time. You can do it if you're a busy mom, running a business, going through career growth or many other things, many responsibilities. You can sneak them in. You can drive to a grocery store, get your groceries, be busy, but pull up in your driveway and sit in the car for two minutes and do face yoga or grab your massage gun and massage your legs after a workout. Things like that don't take a lot of time but they make massive difference because the problem I'm seeing with high achievers is that they're so centered and focused on achieving. They often forget to take care of themselves. And if they do, it's in the manner of sporadically doing it something or scheduling it once a month. You can do things every day and feel like a queen every single day with tiny but powerful self-care tools. The ones I shared with you, maybe you'll come up with your own list. These are mine. They worked really well for myself and my clients, my students. And I think they're fun. They're truly fun. And you also know that you are, as a woman, you're staying in your feminine energy. You're staying in your receiving that beautiful energy your way when you're performing those self-care rituals. And that makes a big difference. All right, my friend, this was a shortest, probably the shortest episode I wanted to drop. I've been asking, I've been getting this question quite a lot. And I wanted to remember that self-care isn't selfish. It's something we need to do more of to take care of our mental well-being, to take care of our physical bodies and to take care of our soul. So we do feel loved, seen and heard by ourselves first and then by others. I hope you have a beautiful week and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please leave me a review or questions on the platform of your choice. Make sure to check the show notes for my social media information as well as my website www.anyaperry.com to connect with me. I can't wait to get to know you. Have a wonderful day.